Hello and welcome to The Dirt, Quick and Dirty, in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. As ever, I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine, and I'll be joined by the rest of the editorial team in a moment. But before that, let's take a look at some of the jobs to do in the garden this week. Once the risk of frost has passed in your area, it will be time to plant out your tomatoes and courgettes that have been growing undercover. It can be useful to have cloche or fleece protection handy in case unexpected cold spells hit, but now is a great time to get them out. Chances are, if you have a raspberry bed, the plants will be sending up shoots all over the place. I know mine certainly are. And it's a good idea to thin these out so you don't end up with a congested fruit bed. These can be replanted, so why not leave some plants on the doorsteps of local gardening friends when you're out for your daily walk? If you're looking for a fun family project this week, why not get everybody involved in the personalisation of your garden? Things like decorating plant pots, creating your own plant supports and making plant labels all help put your own stamp on things and can really give the little ones the feeling of ownership and pride in the space. So there are a few quick ideas for the week and now it's time to catch up with the rest of the team. So hello Blake, hello Rose. How are your gardens this week? Morning Laura. Hi. My garden's good at the moment. Um, We enjoyed lots of sun over the weekend so uh, I managed to get out there and do a little bit with my mum which was nice. Um, Yeah we were chatting about how we're gonna um, chop down part of our tree because she's noticed that um, the more of it's grown that our garden has just become complete shade so we can't grow any sun loving plants at all oh so I think once yeah because we always used to have a shady bit and a um and a lighter bit that got the sun more but since this tree's just got out of control it's completely shielded all the sun so I think when lockdown's lifted we're gonna uh, you have to update us on how that project goes yeah I will um so hopefully we can have a bit of a sunnier garden in the future um, and Blake, how are things in your courtyard? Yeah, hi. I um, The courtyard's going well. It's exploding into life, but I'm also a bit worried about hardening stuff off, um, some things that I've got inside. So that was quite good hearing you talking about that at the top of the show. Um, I don't know what it is. It just scares me so much. Like when you've had these things growing inside and then you're putting them outside into the cold especially because the weather's so unpredictable and I'm constantly looking up when the last frost is going to be like frantically trying to work out whether I still need to keep covering things over and and keeping them safe but I also read that you should um stroke your plants this was actually a James Wong um piece in the garden this week right that you should stroke your plants before you put them out um which seems a bit strange but I was wondering whether you'd heard of that Mm. is that something that you do yeah um, well I can't say that I've massively done it myself except for all the time to tomato plants because I love the smell of tomato plants um but I think I think it's that it emulates what the breeze would normally do to strengthen them or something okay so it kind of like um elicits a reaction from them that they make them think that they're that they need to harden up a bit, you know, yeah. get a bit stronger. And, you know, giving them a bit of love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is it like a gentle stroke or, I mean, 
confused. Does he do a demonstration? No. Oh, I'm not sure what level of stroke in his knee. How aggressive you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now I'm slightly concerned because I haven't been stroking my plants, but I have been putting them outside during the day to try and harden them off. Like some I mean, of the ones I think they'll be undercover. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. So I think I'm it's such a. Okay. It's such a good thing to remember the hardening off because I think at the time of recording the last weekend really sort of shows you how unpredictable it was because we had the Friday Saturday Sunday that were really lovely weather didn't we and then yesterday it just suddenly out of nowhere got really cold so cold and I think it's honestly the number one topic of conversation whenever I speak to my nan is that the potatoes that she's got in her garden They've they've been doing really well, but I think that's just because we've had some warm spells. But then we're constantly worried that they're going to, you know, get damaged by the like a frost that we don't know is coming. Yeah. So we're constantly looking up when is there going to be a frost tonight? Then she has to go down and cover them all over. But they're getting so big now that they're a bit of a pain to keep covering over, and it's obviously a lot of work. And I've also heard that if you do miss a frost, that you can water it off. Mm-hmm. So if you go down in the morning, and um, that can help to you know protect or limit any damage that happens so I do also think speaking of things that are in your nan's garden so shout out to Blake's nan (laughs) your loofers we need the weekly loofer update they're doing well the ones that I brought back I put out too early as I think I've already mentioned and um they died off so little tear for those but the ones that I've left there are still in the greenhouse and they're doing really really well so I'm being very careful with you know I'm yeah, not, we're not putting them out too soon. And um, and once the last frost is out of the way, maybe we will put them outside or just keep them undercover, I think, because I think they perhaps will just do better undercover. So they might stay in the greenhouse. Need to do some more reading on them first. Oh, you'll have to update us and take some pictures. We want to see. I will. I'm so excited to get, I just like can't wait for them to get some fruits. Yeah, that'll oh. be exciting. Once they start flowering, I'm going to be so excited. It's going to be amazing when you harvest the first one. And then yeah. you can, do you know what you're going to, are you going to use it as a sponge, do you think? Okay. Um, Bathroom sponge. Yeah, I think so. Or just, if, depending on how many I get, save them for Christmas presents for people. Yeah. But I feel yeah, like maybe so a lot of people now are prepped for the fact that that's all they're getting for Christmas. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, people will be disappointed if they not don't. not sure how thrilled they are by the idea. <laughs> no, but, but also now people will be like, we want our sponge. Yeah, yeah they might not have bought one, you know, for... Christmas I don't know if that's a thing you could buy a free Christmas sponge or something they might be waiting for that so the classic Christmas sponge (laughs) yeah you never know you might need one before the festivities or whatever so yeah definitely keep going good presents I love things like that that's amazing I, I think like home homemade or homegrown stuff is always a winner because people know that you put it's the thought that counts, right? Exactly. It's not like spending yes. loads of money. So no. yeah. It almost has it, it's more a better value. thing to give people. Yeah, also the months and months of love and commitment you've put into those plants. Ooh, or that your nan has put into those plants. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's quite funny because I like just kind of forced them on her and now <laughs> she's just having to look after them for me. <laughs> Are you going to give her one as her Christmas present then? I feel like that would be a bit cheeky. No, that would be quite bad, yeah. Um, So some really sad news this week that broke earlier on um, in the week was that Monty Don's dog, Nigel, 
has passed away, which is really, really sad. Oh. I know we've all seen it because we yeah. spoke about it on our group chat. It's so sad. Um, Monty posted about this on Twitter. He said that Nigel's died and he slipped away quietly with no pain or suffering and is now buried in the garden with lots of tennis balls. So oh. rest now, old oh. friend. See you in the suite by, by and by. Oh, heartbreaking. I know. It's really, yeah. really sad. So. I think as well, the sort of national outpouring of grief about it because Nigel really he'd really cemented himself as a a household name hadn't he a sort of the dog of the gardening community because there's such an outpouring of love for him like all over social media he was trending as well on Twitter like I think it was number one at one point so yeah it's got a place in a lot of people's hearts yeah and obviously sending lots of sympathy and thoughts to Monty and the rest of his family because it's always it's really hard, hard when you lose, when a, you pet, lose yeah. a pet yeah yeah no totally so I thought we could raise a cuppa yes, to Nigel yes, I know 100%. that we're all drinking our cups of tea and um if you're in the garden listening and you've got a flask or something then yeah raise that to Nigel yeah raise it to Nigel so I was looking on the Guardian website earlier and noticed that there was a really um, interesting, really lovely story um, about how lockdown has made us see the natural world anew and how we shouldn't waste it. And I wondered what you two thought about that. It's sort of saying, obviously, the walks that we've been doing every day, although obviously as things stand, the landscape's changing at the moment, but the sort of one walk a day has been what's been keeping a lot of people going and I know we mentioned on a previous episode that you notice things a lot more like the bird song and the breeze through the trees and things like that and Mm -hmm. feeling sort of closer and more connected to the natural world and also whatever our new normal ends up being what do we want to hang on to so what would both of you say is a kind of natural world thing that you've been doing over the past weeks and months that you'd like to continue afterwards? I really love walking and that was true before the pandemic started but has become even more I mean you know that I walk to work and back and I just love walking but being able to get out and explore the local area for me has been just a real lifeline and um, I don't want that to stop when things return to some kind of normal I think it'd be nice to be able to maintain that and um yeah I really yeah I just love to get out and explore and I think when you've lived somewhere such a long time to be able to go and explore and find new places is really exciting and um I'm just going to value that so much more moving forward so I'm excited to do that and I might join the ramblers Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a good idea. I can imagine you as a rambler, 100%. I feel like it would suit, yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> perhaps feels like the next stage in my life is to And he did say he used to work a... in millet, so I did, you really know yeah. what gear you need to get to be a rambler, so. I know, it's kind of annoying, already. so I used to get a really good discount when I did that, but and I didn't take enough advantage. You did not make the most of it. <laughs> Your future rambler yeah. person. Okay. Have you got anything you're going to continue with, Rose? Yeah, I think definitely getting outside more into the country because I'm quite fortunate. I live in a town, but it's sort of surrounded by countryside. So I can I want to make more use of that because I think, especially on weekends, I used to just sort of hibernate inside watching films all day. So I think 
I've been running, um, as I've said before, so I think I definitely want to make sure that I'm still running on weekends and exploring, like you said, what's around me. Because you do sort of, if you like you say, if you've lived there for such a long time, you don't really go off the beaten track as much as you might do if you were in another place. So mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to get outside more, uh, go for more walks. Um, I also discovered, I won't say who, but a celebrity lives like near where I go for a run. So mm. quite a big celebrity. <laughs> so I've been learning more about um, my local inhabitants. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Celebs more, in nature. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I haven't actually seen this celeb outside, but I've just heard of the, where he lives. So oh, out in the wild. Yeah, I know, I'll tell you off there. Uh, <laughs> in case I get in trouble yeah I just love getting outside and more exploring so that piece yeah. that you um are talking about Laura from the Guardian was quite a nice read and um I liked that it drew attention to the fact of people living in cities that maybe don't have that much green space near them but also like the importance of that and I think that's one thing that will come out of this is that hopefully there will always be strong opposition now to any green space being taken away and Mm. um, especially in cities where there just isn't much of it left so yeah yeah I think as well something that I've really noticed is I've always loved being outside and as you say like always loved walking and doing jobs in the garden but I think the thing that this has taught me probably more than anything is the joy of just being outside just for the sake of being outside if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like going into the garden not necessarily because you've got anything to do in the garden but because you actually just want to go and stand out there for five minutes you know Mm -hmm. that sort of taking the time to just slow down a bit and coming back to the um the article in the guardian the last paragraph of it I really thought was really lovely it's saying about a garden is a reminder that there'll always be next summer and hopefully a better one than this Mm -hmm. and it's also a way of leaving something behind and it said that um when the journalist deborah Orr was dying she ordered hundreds of tulip bulbs tweeting that she would have made a piece of spring even if she wasn't around to see it oh that's so lovely yeah which i think is a really lovely way of i mean obviously a tragic situation but a really lovely outlook on life and mm-hmm. everything mm. I'm quite looking forward to um sort of sitting down in nature because obviously we haven't uh I mean I have a garden which is great but you can go for walks which is nice outside but now that we can sort of sit down I'm quite looking forward to just sitting by like the river where I live and just like watching pausing maybe take a book or something so I think it has encouraged a lot of people to pause in nature a bit more rather than just sort of rushing around. So I'm kind of That's it. And I think we that. don't quite know exactly how this is going to play out over the next few months, but there's certainly going to be an emphasis on outdoor space and being able to yeah. enjoy that this summer and more, mm-hmm. more so than ever before, probably. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to just going and slowing down and being able to go and sit in new places and enjoy the world around us. Yes, definitely. So um, I want to talk to you about apps, uh, specifically gardening apps. So (laughs) I don't know about you, but I am the queen of apps. I just have so many on my phone. 
I probably only use about 25% of them, but I just keep them on there because one day I think I might use it, which I probably won't, but (laughs) there we go. Yeah, I'm just like, one day I might play Just Dance again, even though I don't even own Just Dance. So, you know, why have that on there? You're an app hoarder. I am. I just can't delete them. Like, it stresses me out when I'm like, do I need to delete this? No, because I might need it one day. I might want to listen to some soothing wind chimes as I fall asleep but anyway that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about um so Country Living released a article on the seven best gardening apps you need right now and it just made me thinking about how gardening has transitioned into the app world mm-hmm. um so mm. I've actually used a couple of apps in the past gardening yeah I have used apps I mean gardening ones specifically yeah. Yeah. so I've used this one called Candide which is pretty much like Instagram but for gardening. So you can share photos, videos, ask questions. It even has the weather on there. Um, and you can also, it has one of those like trusty plant finders. So you uh, take a snap of a plant and then it tells you what it is. Oh, yeah. But I just wanted to know, yeah, it's a bit like, um, is it called Shazam or something? When you listen, hear a song and you don't know what it is. So then you sort of use that, you scan it and it finds a song. But it's so handy. I've been meaning to look for one of those actually yeah, since like coming back it. to what we were just talking about, about being out in nature and you're walking around and you see something and you don't know what it is and being able yeah. to, that yeah. would be so handy. To so maybe I'll look into that. Yeah. But I just wanted what you thought about apps, gardening apps, because obviously, even though I think they're great, they do kind of take away from the whole find out yourself, trial and error sort of vibe because for example, one of the apps it talks about on there is, um, I think, where you plan out your whole garden layout so mm. you can avoid like club root, other diseases, things like that. Whereas in the past, you just have to do it yourself. And then if you've got club root, you think, well, next time I won't do what I did last time. So mm. do you think they're a good thing or do you not think they're a good thing? Yeah, I, I think, think they're, they're a good, good thing because I think yeah. sometimes if people are put off by the idea, obviously not listeners of the dirt because everybody knows that we embrace oh yeah those mistakes that you learn from but I know that certainly new gardeners it can feel really disheartening and overwhelming so I think having a tool there that can just give you a little helping hand along the way and I think especially if you don't have any gardening family or friends because if you do and you can go to them for advice but if you don't then having these mm-hmm. having these things to sort of yeah offer you a bit of advice and a helping hand is probably Definitely. a good thing yeah I've got the RHS grow your own app on my phone and it's really really good and useful however I never use it <laughs> um, it's there and it's such a like user-friendly good app but yeah I just yeah whenever I want to know something I'll probably just google it or like ask mm-hmm. online or that kind of thing and I don't necessarily ever go to it when I need stuff so I'm not sure if I'm I think it's a good thing if you can get stuff out of them if if they're helpful for you then use them by all means like I don't think we should be um harking back to any idea that you know tech isn't a good thing because I think if it can help then why not use it but um yeah for me I just have it sitting there and it doesn't actually really get Mm. used but I would say that's probably just me on that sort of line that's probably the thing for me that not exclusively every time I'm in the garden but a lot of the time when I go out there that's kind of my tech-free window particularly at the moment because obviously we're all incredibly 
reliant on our technology, particularly mm. now. So I think sometimes if I say go out and do a little bit of pottering in the garden at lunchtime, that's a time to say, right, I'm leaving screens alone yeah. for a minute and just giving myself a bit of a break. That's but that, true. I mean, that's not to say it's not a good thing and I wouldn't use it if I needed to. I mean, for example, there's a giant plant in the corner of one of the beds in my garden and I definitely planted something there, but I can't remember what I planted there. So <laughs> that would be really useful to see if that is a plan or if in fact <laughs> I'm just being really hospitable to a ginormous weed or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll check you, it out. You just and let scan you know. it and see what it says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, warning, remove this plant immediately. <laughs> You'll be like, oh no, I should have known that. Yeah, I just think um, it's quite an interesting topic. Like you say, Blake, I, I think you can get some out of them, but it all depends what you want. Like, I think you have to really remind yourself that it's on your phone and that to use it. Otherwise, you just never will. Yeah, but I might go and find that Candide app and have a look yeah. at that, actually, because it sounds like something that I might use regularly and I won't just hoard it like you, Rose. <laughs> yeah, actually <laughs> use it rather than yeah. just stare at it and then think, oh, one day I might open that. So my news story for this week... Um, is about Queen legend Brian May, oh my God, who yeah. has ended up in hospital. N- nothing to do with the current pandemic, but because he had a bit of a gardening injury where he tore his buttock. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I did say that. That must be so painful. Did he say what he was doing? No, he just said it was some over-enthusiastic gardening. I mean, oh. we've all been there, haven't <laughs> we've we? All been there. Know, yeah. Like trying to tug out something like, yeah, some twitch or something, yeah. Um, so first of all, I'm quite a squeamish person. So ouch, like really sounds as though it hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. But secondly, you know, a message to be careful out there because you sometimes think that gardening is just kind of a light exercise, but <laughs> it isn't always and you might do some damage. So do take care when you're gardening. Yeah. Have you had any injuries that have happened as a result of being out in the garden? No, it's something that, you know, is quite a, the dirt topic of conversation. I would say I haven't to date, touch wood, had many. I think mine that grossed me out the most was when we'd first bought the house and we were um sorting out the garden it turned out that one of those little plant uh, plant support I'm not sure what it was that was like a plastic spike with kind of little arrowy bits on it went into my hand because I as we've discussed before don't wear gloves when I'm gardening most of the time and you couldn't pull it out because of the arrowy bits Ugh. It was a bit gross. But I think the person we really want to talk to about gardening injuries is, harking back to early series of the dirt, my dad. My dad has had a catalogue of gardening injuries. (laughs) When you spend as much time on your allotment as what your dad does, it's not really a surprise, really, is it? No. I mean, I think that my mum pretty much feels like she has to have 999 on sort of ready on the phone just in case because he has had quite a series of accidents from well luckily he had a circuit breaker for this but cutting through the wire of his hedge trimmer while he was using it um 
he's oh nearly God. sliced his thumb off. He set himself on fire. <laughs> there are various stories. Oh my God. That one I love that we're laughing about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know he's fine, so it's okay to laugh. Yeah. Um, have you guys had any? No, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. Maybe a few scratches or something. But I'm a very safe person. Like, I'm not one to dabble in danger. So I'm <laughs> probably, I haven't done anything. Like, as a child, like I've never touched wood. I've never broken a bone or anything like that. So I don't think I've had any, none that I can think of, no. Yeah, nothing major. But I do always seem to manage to find, like, thorny weeds when I'm weeding without yes. realizing so I'll be like pulling stuff up frantic like pulling it out and then suddenly yeah rip through my hand with a thorny plant I actually had a plant attack at the weekend because we've been finally finally got around to painting our garden fences and I was doing the bit behind my raspberry bushes climbed out of the bushes afterwards thought why are my arms so tingly and looked and I had tiny little scratches just all down my arms where I'd been in the raspberry bushes (laughs) I thought all the love and care I give to you and this is the thanks I get (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful (laughs) will not be stroking my raspberry plants (laughs) no I feel like they're like yeah they're definitely not the one to to follow James Wong's (laughs) advice with so don't do that Definitely tomorrow. But yes, yeah, so get well soon, Brian. And yes, get well um, soon. And everybody come on the take care out there. Yeah. I want to actually find out exactly how this happened. But yeah, once <laughs> once things have healed, I feel like it sounds very painful. Um and I guess the final thing to say is that garden centres we've found out are gonna be reopening. Um they've I think they've already reopened in Wales, they're about to reopen or this week. By the time this goes out, they should have reopened in England. Um, and at the moment in Scotland, they won't be. But um, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's great. I think um, it will be obviously as long as everybody's following the safe practices, it will be a good thing to, you know, give people another reason to get outside. Um, obviously, check what's actually going on with your local garden centres and make sure that they are open and that you know, you feel comfortable with the situation, but I think people are in desperate need of compost and plants. I do yeah. feel like everybody's going to be descending on them. <laughs> so I might stay clear for a while because I feel like it's just, there's going to be queues like all the way around the block. waiting. Stampede! So, yeah, so I'm going to wait until I actually have a r- real reason to go rather than yeah. just going for the sake of it. But Yeah, that's the thing, like, because otherwise you sort of think, oh, I'll just go for a, a potter around, but... No, I think it is a good thing though. So, like, because obviously, I think we have a um a garden centre stroke supermarket near where I live, and that's the queue for that is always probably more than the supermarket next door because people want to go in there for the garden supply. So, I think there's definitely, like, I think for a lot of people, like who have been needing the gardening stuff, that that will be re- like pick them up. It will be a real morale beast I think but yeah Mm. just make sure to sort of obviously follow precautions and distance and everything so if it's done all safely I think it's a good thing absolutely right we have got a magazine to get off to the printers this week so I feel like we should probably get back to it shouldn't we this is true as lovely as this has been it has been but um same time next week guys see you then yeah 
Sounds good. And until next time, happy growing. Thanks again for listening to The Dirt in association with the Organic Gardening Catalogue. Whether you're an accomplished organic grower or just interested in learning about growing in a more natural way, the Organic Gardening Catalogue is for you. They're the one-stop shop for all things garden related. They've got a fantastic selection of seeds, plants, tools and more. Be inspired by growing organic, whether it be in a garden, an allotment or even on a city balcony. Visit organiccatalogue.com for more. And... Don't forget to subscribe to The Dirt for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tell your allotment neighbours. We have some really exciting guests coming up and one of them could be you. Do you or someone you know have some great gardening advice, dirty gardening secrets or funny disasters on the plot? Email thedirt at growfruitandveg.co.uk to let us know. Plus, as a special treat for a monthly dose of trusted garden advice from the whole Grow Your Own team, we've got an exclusive offer just for the Dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash pod G, that's P-O-D-G, or call 0800 904 7000 and quote pod G to get three issues of Grow Your Own magazine for just £6 and every issue comes with a selection of free seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms.